This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. And if you have not been on there yet, get on there, baby. BeatSource.com. We have got so many amazing curated playlists. They're constantly being updated every day. If you go on there, you check the 20 playlist. We got all the hottest new tracks, every genre. We've got crazy curated playlists, stuff dedicated to old school hip hop, afro beats. We've got all acapellas, all instrumentals. And what's even more exciting is that we've got BeatSource Link. BeatSource Link works off the cloud, so you're able to stream music off the cloud and share playlists, download whole playlists into your software and hardware. It works now on DJ by Algorithm. It works on Rekordbox uh, by Pioneer. A lot of things with more to come. Super exciting. Go peep Mojax's video and go on BeatSource.com to learn more about it. It is unbelievable. BeatSource link. And now I want to thank all my listeners, everyone that's been tuned in since the beginning, all my beat sorcerers. Thank you for listening. Okay. Thank you guys for being part of the community. Let's tell all your friends to get more people listening right now. Give us some reviews and ratings on uh, Apple podcast app and all that stuff and hit me with all your questions, comments, and anything you want to tell me at DJ spider. Send me some of your edits or anything at dj s-p-i-d-e-r on instagram send me a dm i will hit you back um and now i want to tell you about the episode that we just recorded today on the show we've got someone whose resume is pretty damn lengthy for compared to his age and how much um he has done within this short period of time we went over all the amazing stuff this guy has done. He's a super dope scratch DJ. He is also a dope producer on his own. He is now the label manager for Slow Roast Records with Craze. He's been bat- been in battles like the Goldie Awards, the Red Bull 3 style where he placed very highly in all of those. Um, we went over his connections with um, South by Southwest and all types of really cool things. We even discussed... The fact that there is two Russes, and he calls it Russi, like cacti. So you're going to have to listen to that. There's a Russ in the UK and a Russ in America. I mean, a lot of things were tackled here. Um, No, but we go over Slow Roast Records live stream schedule and just a lot of his thoughts on what's going on. And I think it's really interesting to hear things from someone that's from the younger generation. You know, a lot of the people on this show have been OGs and giving that perspective, but... um, this person has come in and given us the, you know, a, a younger perspective on what's going on and um, where he is taking things and how he got to where he is today. So please give it up for DJ Matsu. Yo, Matsu, what is happening? Thank you for being on the 20 podcast. How you doing, dude? What up, dude? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Big yeah. fan of the. I'm a, I'm a day one beat sorcerer, just like uh, a lot of the other listeners out there. So yeah, good to be here. It, honestly, it's an honor to have you on the show because not only are you a dope DJ, you're a day one beat sorcerer. Like you said, <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you've been you've been honestly listening since the beginning and giving me feedback and everything and i appreciate it i love it thanks dude you've been like shouting me out like hella hella so i gotta, I gotta come on here and yes. I'm glad we finally got to do this <laughs> yeah your name has made a cameo in the show a bunch of times randomly like that wasn't planned <laughs> sometimes it's someone you're connected to like craze and sometimes i don't know it was like a tweet or some reason so you've your name has been <laughs> slipped in the show here and there. So we, we finally, we got you on. Yeah, man. I'm glad I'm here. I mean, I know we were supposed to be doing this. I was supposed to come out to LA actually yep. to, I was supposed to demo uh, Beat Source in the beta mode, which is now out. Uh, yeah. But I was supposed to be out there like last month and we were going to do this in person, but got to do it on the uh, the quarantine setup for now. But I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, we did have that on the books for last month and then most like everything on the books last month it's all done <laughs> and we're yep, in our house yep. no but kidding. you know no that, that that's the good thing like you said you're uh where are you right now you're in brooklyn yeah i'm in brooklyn i'm in bedstuy i moved out here uh, almost exactly a year ago so hold up here doing my thing crazy little did you think one year from when you moved in you'd be <laughs> locked in your apartment <laughs> <laughs> i know dude i had such a good like introduction to new york like i came in the summertime it was awesome i was like going to all these shows and like eating all this great food and now i'm here for my second one and i'm like well looks like i'm eating seamless and watching twitch streams <laughs> oh, no, going it's out, crazy so. new york's just not really built for i guess containing a virus <laughs> like, <laughs> because i met you no we, we met up when when i was out in new york um what last summer or fall or something right yeah uh, something like that and I think we went out to eat and I mean, we were jammed in some tiny little spots and <laughs> Dude, you know. I still, I kid you not, I have not been able to get back into that restaurant since we went. There's always a, a crate. I forget what it's called. We went there with Neil Jackson. It Yo, was, uh, that like was some of the so best Italian good. food. Yeah. Shout to so Neil good. Jackson. That was the best. Well, it's some famous restaurant too. I'm like an asshole. not remembering it right now. Yeah, I'm um, totally spacing. Me too. I don't want to say the wrong name, but we had the best meal ever. It was crazy. But that place Fire. is tiny it's like the size of a closet you know yeah and it's like cash only so it's just like virus central i mean i hope it's not but, <laughs> but new york i could see you know why everyone needs to just stay in until this thing is gone and uh yeah and i mean just speaking to like today is the beginning of memorial day weekend it's friday and i mean surprisingly enough over the past couple of days and even this morning i've seen people posting like I'm DJing tonight. I'm DJing next weekend. You know, dude, um, it's it's a trip. Like I think Arizona and I don't think Florida is opening quite yet, but I am seeing some stuff here and there. I I've think seen, I, saw, I saw Houston and I saw Texas and Arizona. Yeah, yeah, I saw like the first like somebody post. You know, the classic like I'm at the gig. You know, yeah. on, on their story, and I was like whoa it's been two months since i've seen one of these this is i know crazy. i know i'm like is this a throwback video so i don't know <laughs> i saw someone posting that they were doing like dinner sets which i think that's understandable i mean i guess if restaurants are letting people eat you know then they could dj in there i mean clubs i don't know i mean we're gonna have to wait and see how that works you know i mean everyone has yeah. to wor uh, work so i understand but um i don't know who knows if we're ready we're gonna see what happens yeah yeah i mean i, I don't know i i uh I, i'm not like a epidemiologist or anything so like i don't i'm not <laughs> oh yeah, you're not I know, like uh, <laughs> that's why we were having you on today i think we're gonna click you off now sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like I don't, I don't know i guess we'll see how it goes like i know for me at least here in new york like i want to stay low-key for like 
another couple months. I have yeah. asthma too. So I'm like technically yeah. like an at risk person. And I've had friends that are like, yo, like we're going to the park. And I'm like, we stay six feet apart and we wear masks. And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna hold out for a second. I think it does. Home. It depends where you are and what your situation is, you know? So, yeah. Um, well, like, like we said, we'll see what happens. I saw someone tweet earlier. I think it was hundred proof or something like, uh, I'm going to treat this just like the Apple updates and new devices. I'm going to let everyone else go get it, see how it works and then get on it later. <laughs> I'm like, that might be smart. You know, we'll remind see. me tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try me in a week. <laughs> I'm going to check the COVID stats after that. Yeah. Um, well, stay, you know, hopefully you're staying safe out in New York and we're, I'm out in LA. We were both in some, some hot spot places. Yeah. So yeah. Trying to stay in, you know, enjoy these, the live streams and all the world-class DJ talent that you're able to check out 24 hours a day online at this point. So crazy, dude. I, I was, um, I tuned into the beat junkies, the homeroom thing that they were doing. I think I tweeted about it the other yeah. day where it's like, Babs is doing like sessions and melody and D styles. And I'm like, as much as all this, like all this craziness sucks, the fact that I can like log into Twitch and just like scratch with the beat junkies and practice like in my headphones at home, like that's, that's, there's something cool that came out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I did. Stream stuff is I did the same thing and it was the best. Like I, 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 uh, yeah, I went to the homeroom. I plugged it in my speakers. I had it going through and it was the best thing ever. I'm scratching with Babu. I'm like, this is the, this is amazing. He's great so, on there too. Cause he's like homeroom, come on, like get into yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, like he's, he's in there with me, hyping me up. He's the, he's like a Peloton teacher for, uh, scratching. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, keep biking up that hill. You got this. Feel the fire in your loins. <laughs> yeah man he's great it's a lot of fun I, I, yeah the streaming stuff's cool man i'm glad that like, yeah djs have found a way to innovate and you know keep entertaining people exactly and i feel like it's brought the community closer together too in a way like I think there's so. people that are, have been hitting me up about like different obs stuff or like how did you do this and like i'm hitting people up and i think it's cool that people are kind of like finding a new way and like a new thing to kind of geek out about and like um i think i think it's kind of dope yeah, it does seem like Twitch is the new thing to geek out about for sure and a new movement for DJs in a way. And and I've learned so much about that and people are coming to me for help. But then at the same time, I'm like, yo, how do you make the little emotes? Like I need help figuring out all those little things, you know? So it, it is bringing everyone together. I'm, I'm texting people and emailing them. And if anyone out yeah. there listening wants to help me with my Twitch, hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Same, man. Yeah, it's definitely been like an ongoing ongoing process trying to get it all figured out. Like this last month has been like OBS daily troubleshooting. So, yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's a little too much, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it can just be infinite. Things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, dope. I mean, um, and I wanted to get into, we'll get into it later, how me and you for sure, for sure. Um, went actually in person, went to Beat Junkies and got to scratch one time and all that stuff. But uh, before we get into all that, um, I want to let the listeners know a little bit about you. Um, I think something to note uh, is that you are the youngest guest on the 20. That's oh, shit. Your- claim to fame right now okay i, I mean i was no. i'm not sure about that but i'm pretty damn sure i was i was looking through i'm like all right 
I'm happy we got someone from the new generation to come show us, you know, his perspective and and what he's seen um, in his time. So, you know, I wanted to tell everyone that, you know, you have built this impressive resume. And if people look you up, uh, you've done all types of things from, you know, just the opening for big artists, um, but also, you know, entering and winning or coming in the top placements in, in huge battles, running record labels with craze and, you know, working with some of the most well-respected people in the game. So, um, I think that's great and congrats and your resume is great. Um, but you are one of the youngest guests. So, um, yeah, we want to hear about your perspective. Um, you're the voice of the younger generation right now. Okay. (laughs) It's all riding on you. Uh, I got to put that in Instagram bio. Youngest (laughs) guest on the 20 podcast. Yeah. Voice of a generation. That's it. Voice of a (laughs) goddamn generation. Um, (laughs) uh, But no question. So how long have you been DJing at this point? Um, Now I started DJing on like my laptop with uh, DJ, DJ AY, which actually beat source plug just came out with uh, the new beat source integration yeah yeah I, I, I started on that on uh my laptop when i was like i think 13 or 14 uh so some context is I, i'm jewish so I was, I was going to like bar mitzvahs and all these bar mitzvahs had djs and i was like yo that is the dopest thing like i, I was watching these guys go so like for my bar mitzvah like you get you know gifts and all this other stuff so i bought like this tiny best tax controller and i was using dj by algorithm so that's like 10 years now it would have been 10 years to like wow. a couple months ago yeah that's amazing that that that's something right there that i think speaks to the younger generation of djs that there's no old school dj coming on like yo i started on dj the app you know what i mean like there wasn't <laughs> yeah. even apps like when we started so that's crazy you know and like you mentioned um beat source has link the new technology um that where you're able to dj from the cloud and stream songs and have your uh, playlists and music library on the cloud and it'll show up in record box in dj and all these new programs um with more to come um but that's crazy to think about because people hit me now like oh how can i get my daughter how can i get my son into djing and i'm like yo use that dj app it's pretty dope you everyone has a phone and ipad go on it yeah. you know and some people don't think don't take it seriously or just think because it's an app it's whack but i think it's a good place to learn obviously i mean you're one of the dopest scratch dj you know what i mean when i scratch with you i'm like damn this fool is really good <laughs> and to think that you started on an app is is nuts yeah, man. It's, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about like accessibility Yeah. and no matter how like basic the entry level stuff is, if you really want to get into it, you'll find a way to find that next piece. Like, you know, I was lucky enough to have people who kind of guided me or show me, you know, this is what Serato is like, this is, you know, how DBS works and all that stuff. But yeah, you have to like seek that out and kids that really have an interest in it that are going to go and like take it to the next step. Like, it doesn't really matter what they start on. Like if they love it, if they want to do it, they'll, they'll find that next step. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, and so who were some of your influences coming up as a DJ? Um, dude. So when I started out, I was like deep into YouTube. Like I, I was, I'm from Indianapolis. I'm from okay. Carmel, Indiana, actually, which is like small suburb in middle America, like very like, you know, cut picture perfect lawns like that was kind of like the vibe yeah um and uh so there was no like there was no i couldn't get into clubs like i was 13 14 years old 
I like didn't really have people around me that I knew that DJ at first. Uh-huh. So I was, I was getting everything on YouTube. So DJ Ravine back in the day, he's from, I think he's either from New Zealand or Australia, but he was doing like happy hardcore mixes on turntables. And I was like super hype off those. Wow. Um, Buck Rogers is actually from Indianapolis as well. I met him when I was like 15 uh, and he was like one of the dopest, like he was actually like the dopest dude in our city. So definitely was like learning a lot from him was uh, like really inspired by, by what he was doing. And then yeah. uh, Native Instruments was doing a lot of dope videos too with like Rafiq, Craze, Shifty, Qbert, uh, all those videos, all those guys were like, I thought that was the illest shit. Like I got my, uh, my first DBS setup was on like the Native Instruments box. I didn't yeah. have, I never had a Serato box. So yeah, those were like the early influences. That's dope. Uh, and, and that's such like a wide array of people. And I think, um, I don't know, when, when I was coming up or when other people were coming up, you would really stick to like, okay, I'm looking at these scratch DJs. Like the hip hop and the scratch and the rave stuff was so separated from the club. But I feel like during the times when you were coming up, a lot of the things had been m- like mashed together from sort of like our style DJs were DJing in clubs, which wasn't happening before. Um, so, you know, was it like, like, what was it like coming up as a club DJ, but also a college student and also being into the underground music and happy hardcore and that, but also seeing the club stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it took time. Like I didn't even understand what was happening in the clubs. Like I, I got into hip hop, but I kind of missed what was happening. Like in the club world at the time, like, I got really into like Kanye and Jay-Z, just like every other like high school kid my yeah. age was into, but I had zero idea of like what was happening in the clubs. So I think I, I had my first like club gig at this small spot in Indy uh, when I was like, I think it was 16. And I thought that like club meant house music. So right. this is, you know, um, you know, eight years ago. So it was like very electro-y, you know, what now would be like kind of cheesy sounding, but I thought that was like the wave. So I came right. in there and I was playing all that stuff and I definitely got booted off. They're like, yeah, like, what is this kid doing? It's 10 o'clock on a Thursday night. Like, this is not <laughs> the vibe here. So <laughs> it took me a lot of time to like learn what those rooms were like. Yeah. Um, I was really lucky to like have a kind of a network and like a small group of homies and like older guys who let me kind of open up for them and, you know, sneak me into the club like well before I was 21 just to like see what was going on. And uh, Indianapolis is actually like super, super hip hop oriented. So I definitely spent a lot of time like learning about hip hop and learning how to play hip hop. Uh, all the DJs and like all the clubs have turntables in them still, which I think is a rarity, yeah, um, especially is. in a market like Indianapolis. Right. Um, so yeah, I was like learning, just taking the time to go see what records worked and what didn't. And I think after like after enough time, like you figure out like okay, happy hardcore like early trap music, all that stuff, like, you know, EDM trap, like that's not <laughs> going to fly in these rooms. Right. Uh, so yeah, I pivoted and I like learned how to play that vibe. And like, also as I got older and as I was like, you know, 18, 19, 20, when I started going to the clubs and like actually kind of understanding it and being old enough to get it. And I was listening to like what the hot shit was. So I think it just like, it took time for like my age to kind of catch up with, you know, like the skill set in a sense. Cause there's a, there's a skill in like knowing the records and, knowing what's hot. And I don't think I really developed that until I was like actively in the clubs. Right. Yeah. It's crazy seeing all the live streams now and like how 
it's just different. You know, like we're disconnected from the club in a good way, I think. And it's bringing yeah. out so much different music out of the DJs and different things. And even like you said, happy hardcore, I'm scrolling through Twitch looking for other DJs that I don't know because I sometimes have noticed I get in this sort of like, like, I don't know, circle of all the same DJs, which I want to see and I want to support everyone. But I'm like, who else is on here? Is there anyone I don't know? And I saw some yeah. girl playing like a hardcore, happy hardcore set. I was like, what the hell is this? But I used to love that music too. And and just the fact that there's DJs on there playing that, like 190 BPM crazy songs. I'm like, and she was like, and I'm like, damn, it's kind of dope though. There's there's room for everybody. And there's hundreds of people watching her. And and there's been, like I've seen on the Serato Twitch channel, I mean, there's 5,000, 8,000, 10,000 people watching Jay Espinosa and Four Color Zach and, all, and Yoda and all these dope DJs. So it's cool that the diversity is getting recognized, you know, in the music. Yeah, and the definitely. I mean, we're almost like we're newcomers to Twitch. Like we're the yeah. outsiders for once. So right. there's definitely already like communities of DJs and like genres of music that like in our circles and from what we see in like open format, like we kind of know who, like I don't want to say the usual suspects, but we kind of know like who's who and like who we yeah. really enjoy and like people have made a name for themselves. But the same way that there's like gamer kids that we don't even know of that are making like crazy money streaming to millions of kids every day that we don't know of. There's definitely gotta be like tons and tons of DJs that are just like have their own lane completely that we don't know about. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I've been noticing on there. There's tons of people, you know, and then it's dope. What seeing like Beatport has been putting on that, these festivals every weekend are partnering with people. And I mean, there's so many people watching. It's amazing. Yeah, super dope. Um, and so you also have done other things in the music business, like um, as well as DJing. You were a show booker. Um, was that when you were at college or? Yeah, so uh, when I came to IU, uh, they have like a couple annual concert series. They're kind of like bookends. They have one that like kicks off the school year every year. And then IU, there's this thing called Little Five, which is it's like the, called the best college week in America. Uh, right. We have this like crazy bike race and the whole campus just shuts down and turns into a party for like a whole week straight. That's so we always dope. have like a beginning and end concert. Uh, when I came there, those, I found out that those concerts were all being put on by the school and there was an organization called Union Board. Uh, so when I first came there, I like, was like, where do I sign up? Like, you know, I was handing out water bottles and, you know, giving kids wristbands and stuff for that show. Uh, and then a couple years later, you know, I kind of worked my way up and then I got elected to be the director of the organization. Uh, so I booked a couple shows. Um, the first one I did was uh, headlining was Post Malone, R.L. Grime, and then Crazy and Four Color Zach as the openers. And then uh, the other really big one that I, I did to cap off my time there was uh, Diplo as the headliner. Did some stuff with Live Nation. Uh, we did like, we hosted like the little Wayne Rayshamer tour stop that they did. Um, but all of that was like through the university. It was a really dope experience. I got to like meet all these agents. I got to learn, you know, how the show got booked. Like obviously there was, there's a safety net, right? Because the money that came in was student fees that we got to use. But it's not like you can just like spend all that money and like put on it. Like you can run it at, you know, break even to where like you don't lose the money. So you yeah. can get dope stuff and have it like barely make sense. Right. Um, but it's still super high stress. Like when you're like a 19, 20 year old kid putting on these shows. 
Um, but yeah, that was like, I, I would, I think that's like probably the highlight of my college experience was getting to do that and like get my foot into the industry uh, and then get to like, just figure out how that shit worked. Uh, sometimes I think there was a lot of luck in it too. Like the Post Malone one, that was like super, super luck based. Like he just so happened to be going through there and it was like two weeks before Rockstar went number one. So he was like oh, super wow. hot with all the college kids, but it was like right before he was like crazy expensive, uh, getting the book Crazy and Zach for that was dope. So yeah, man, that was like definitely the highlight of my old college experience. It like changed my outlook and like, like my career trajectory in music for sure. That's great. And did you, um, did you ever live in Austin, Texas or no? I know that we, we met there. That's what I was going to talk about. And I was going to talk about Buck Rogers. Um, but was that, uh, would were you just going there for South by Southwest? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Dude, for some reason, like a bunch of people think that I live in Austin. Like a well, lot I of people. I don't know. Beca well, that. also because of the Buck Rogers connection, because weren't, were, like, did he teach you to DJ at all? Or was there like... Yeah, he was like a mentor of mine. And he, he was like very instrumental in my career as, as I was coming up in Indianapolis. And then he moved out of Indianapolis. Uh, I don't remember the exact year, but it, it was like maybe like five years ago, four years ago. I might be right. in the number one. Buck, if you're listening, correct me. But uh, yeah, so he moved to Austin. And then every time I would go to South by Southwest every year, we would like get everybody in the car and drive yeah. down to Indy, which is insane looking back on it but i would always like stay with him and of course like that's the, that's the big homie so like you know we got all his shows and and support but I, yeah i think everybody just thought i was in austin and I'm, like yeah that's why austin. i don't know it, it's somehow in my brain it like connected it like that um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so he he had a school or he taught at a school called dub academy right uh, yeah, so the Dub Academy is in Austin. He, I think he started teaching there when he moved down there. Um, but you, weren't, been there you a weren't a student of that school. No, no, no. I just, so I met him in Indianapolis. Um, he was actually teaching Nico Flores at the time. And Nico and I are just a couple years in age apart. We met up. I started hanging out with Buck too. We kind of had like our little thing going on. Got and it. then he moved to Austin. I stayed in Indy. I went to IU, but we've still maintained like a really close relationship even though we're halfway across the country. Yeah. Yeah. That's DJ life. You, you remain yeah. homies and keep talking about yeah. music and stuff. Here and we then, are. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like I said, we met at dub Academy, um, it, like late, super late at night. Uh, I think, right. <laughs> a bunch of DJs yeah. all met up at this spot in Austin, Texas during South by Southwest Everyone was scratching, hanging, drinking, smoking, you know, and, yeah, um, and that was, I mean, I met, I meet so many people there every year, um, almost like a new crop of people, you know, that then yeah. I remain friends with and that I'm inspired by, you know, like new DJs like, oh damn, they're dope. She's dope. He's dope. You know, scratches, production, all of it. So that yeah. year was crazy. I mean, all of us would be in that dub Academy scratching at least one or two of the nights. Um, Dude, I have South by Southwest is, is so dope. I mean, I, it was a really big shame that got canceled this year. But every, you're right. Every year, there was, like, a new batch of people that would come through. I think I've met more yeah. of my, like, DJ heroes and just, like, people that I think are dope at South by Southwest at Dub Academy <laughs> than yeah. anywhere else. Isn't that crazy? Between the hours of, like, 3 and 7 in the morning. <laughs> Yo, we were there very late. <laughs> um 
Yeah, but but it is a great place. I mean, when this stuff all comes back to normal at some point, um, let's all meet out there if we wear masks or whatever we got to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great. I've met so many people, you know, even people that I knew or knew through through online um, ways, I would meet them in person out there and just remain friends, be able to connect musically and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I miss South by 2021 or 22. <laughs> can't wait we'll see i mean it's crazy because they're one of the cities that's open this weekend oh shit really that's well crazy. austin i mean all of texas houston that's has right night, that's right houston has nightclubs open tonight like now this weekend and i have friends in houston that were, are sending me stuff like look at this and it's just packed they're out it looks i'm like it's like that meme like he he's living in the year 2025 yeah. and, and i'm still living in 2020 that's what i feel like because they're in a you know completely different world but austin is one of those things i saw dj mel um on Twitch and he's like, there's other DJs going to DJ, you know, I'm not going to be out there doing it right now yet. So, what? Um, Wild. I don't know. They're pushing for that 2021 South by Southwest. It looks like <laughs> <laughs> they really want to see everybody come back. <laughs> I know it's, it's crazy. Uh, I hope for the best. That's all I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you, you seem like, um, a very strategic person, you know, I mean that as a compliment, um, like, Thank you. You, you, you know, you seem very well thought out with, um, I think the moves that you make in your life and the decisions that you make musically and the stuff that you, um, present and, and gravitate towards. Um, and so Thank you. like, can you let us know about some of the moves you've made. I don't know if there's an awkward way to put it, but some of the moves you've made intentionally or unintentionally, things that have happened from, uh, you know, what you were trying to do when you left college. I remember talking to you and you're like, yo, should I move to LA and, you know, intern at this one agency or go to New York, you know, and then you made a decision and then all these other crazy things have happened since then. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I think, well, first off, thank you. I, I, I try to be like really thought out and thorough with, with like how I move and, and, and the stuff that I work on and the stuff that I do. But at the same time, so much, and I, as I'm sure like the last two months are a testament to like so much shit always spirals and, and goes out of control. Yeah. Uh, what's like, there's that cliche that's like, if you make plans, like the universe laughs at you. Like, yeah. I, 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 yeah. So I it's think true. that there's there's like stuff that I try really hard to pursue uh, and like set myself up for and yeah. then it works out. And then there's other times that I'm totally just like making instinctual decisions that sometimes like land me in trouble and sometimes do well. Yeah. Uh, to your question, like, so I was I moved out here to New York because at the end of my junior year of school, um, I actually I came out to L.A. for this conference, uh, Polestar. And while I was there, uh, I met this agent who represented a lot of really cool uh, EDM and hip hop acts, and he offered me an internship. So I went out to New York for my junior year internship. And then as I was graduating in like, uh, I graduated in May. So like in April, I landed the assistant job out here in New York, which is like super, super late. Like all my friends had jobs in like October. So, I, so to your like moving strategically, like I, I had no plan. I had no idea what I was going to do until like a month before I graduated. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was even like after I graduated, but I had like made, I had set up this relationship in hopes of being able to go back. And then it kind of finally came through. 
um, on the up there, there's like that instinctual stuff where I really didn't like the job that I was doing. It just like, wasn't the work environment for me. Like, I'm not going to throw dirt on anybody's name. Like these agencies and these teams are like as high functioning as they are because of certain elements of the culture that just didn't like, weren't really my vibe in terms of like the assistant relationship and like how you move in that position. Yeah. Um, so even though I learned a lot from the experience, I was like, you know what, this isn't for me. Uh, and I quit and I quit after like three months. And I know from a career perspective, like so many people were like, yo, what are you doing? Like you're working on all these really dope clients. Like you're building these relationships, you're getting free tickets to shows, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm, I'm miserable. And like, this is not for me. I'm not happy with it. Um, so actually the day before I quit, I, I called craze. And I was like, yo, this is not for me. Like he knew about the team that I was working on and, and then the team that I, I was like around and he was like, totally get it. Do you want to come help me restart slow roast and like rebuild that? And I was like, I'm quitting tomorrow. So <laughs> that's that like instinctual, like wanting to leave, knowing that something's not right. And then, you know, having a relationship with somebody that I really respected and just reaching out as like, uh, as like a student to, to all this, just being like, yo, what should I do? And then there being something that like opportunity meeting preparedness in a sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just like on the, on the, on the career tip of like, I just try to trust my gut on, on what's going to go well and, and, and what I should do in terms of like career decisions. Um, but I try to like do all of that while being honest to what it is that like I want to do. Um, because as soon as you do shit that's like disingenuine or you start chasing like the wrong things, it never it never works out. But if you chase the shit that that matters, not to not to get preachy, but like if you follow the things that you love, which I'm sure you can attest to, then everything seems to to fall into place. The other stuff falls in into place. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I said you're young, but you're wise. Uh, like that's <laughs> that's the truth, though. That that's like a really universal truth. Like you can feel very torn and like you're being pulled towards one thing or another. Like, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. And it's ongoing. But I think that there's one thing you said, which is you quit after, you know, you just made that decision. You quit. You told him you're going there. Don't overthink shit. You know, like, like Kenny, uh, Kenny Beats says, you know, don't overthink shit. Don't overthink shit. Make those decisions. You know, you can all, nothing's permanent. So you can always just go back and, keep changing and doing stuff if you want but um that and also stick to your guns and go towards the things that you love and that feel instinctually right and that will lead to the right things you know and if you're yeah. so if you worry about money too much or or well this could be money 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 you're gonna get so caught up in that that you're like even if you end up making a lot of money you might not be happy you know yeah definitely and i mean like in retrospect when all this stuff hit like two months ago, yeah. I won't say the agency or, or whoever, but they laid off like a crazy, crazy amount of people. Right. And a lot of my friends that I made while I was there are like almost all out of work now. It's crazy. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm looking back on it and I'm like, I mean, obviously I, I feel awful for all of them. Like it's a super, super shitty situation, but I'm like, yeah. I, I, at least I know that if had I stuck it out, I would have stuck it out and still ended up like where I am now. But I wouldn't have had the last, like, I wouldn't be at slow roast. I wouldn't have been right. like doing all this stuff that I've been doing. And I would have been like six months down the road from something that I was like, I knew that I should have left. So yeah, right. trust your gut, trust your gut. 
Yeah, and you never know what's going to happen. Like you said, now within this quarantine thing, we don't know what the hell's going on. You know, they, no one could have predicted this. So you got to just trust your gut, do your thing, and then roll with the punches. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Pretty All much. True. Um, so like you said, you're, you're running slow roast. You're the label manager. You're helping craze to restart slow roast. Um, how did you first link up with craze? Um, so I met him, I was like a freshman in in, in college. It was about four, four years ago. Okay. Um, we have like so many random bump ins and like funny, just coincidences of like, being in the same place or, or all this stuff for the last like four years. Yeah. Um, I think the first time we met was in Bloomington, Indiana, which is where IU is. Uh, oh yeah. So, so I, I think I, this is when Snapchat first became a thing. I was working on some tunes. I was already like a, a huge fan, um, which I, I still am to this day. I'm a, I'm a fan first of his. Yeah. Uh, and I think I like, I figured out his like usernames for everything were the same. And I was like, what's a creative way that I can like send this, this track to this guy, horrible track. I found it the other day, so bad, but I was like, how do I get this, this absolute banger to craze? And how do I get it? How do I get it signed to slow roast or whatever? And uh, so I went to Snapchat and I like typed in craze Aroni. Yeah. That was like his thing and everything. And he was like, yo, this is dope. Email it to me. I was like, yes. Like, you know, it worked. Uh, and then IU was, or uh, Dunkirk, which is the name of a venue, uh, which is no longer there at IU, was hosting this like game day tour thing where him and 12 Planet were going to play. And they were doing online mix contests to see who would be like the local college opener. So I was like, yo, this is like, this is my moment. Yeah. So I made a mixtape called One Cent because they had, they had just put out the Two Cents project. And I was super crazy about it. And I was like real angsty so, about like fake DJing and all this stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to show all these kids like yeah. I'm the shit. And uh, yeah, so I like I did a mix and uh, like I won the contest, like hitting everybody up. Like, Yo, go book my thing. So, and uh, yeah, I, I met him uh, there in Bloomington uh, at the show with 12 Planet. I was like fanning out. I like brought him like a scratch record to like give to him. I was like, Yo, like so dope to get to open for you. All this shit. I was playing out like doors with three people in the club. Uh, but I, I was able to like stick around. We got drunk together. It was a good time. And then, uh, yeah, we just kept bumping into each other in random places from, from there. Just like I would be in Austin when he was in Austin for something, or I would be in Miami when he was in Miami. Um, and then when I think it was a couple years later is when I booked him and Zach for, uh, that show that I did through the university, uh, kept bumping into in places you know, talked to him before the Goldies was just like hitting him up for advice. But right. yeah, man, we've, it's just been, I've been really fortunate to have built a relationship with him. And uh, I mean, the, the dude is like my hero. He's, he's one of the reasons that I started DJing like favorite routines ever. So to, to be in this position, like however many years after I started watching his videos on YouTube is, I mean, I, I pinch myself every day. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's super dope. <laughs> What are, yeah. what are, have you learned anything from working with him in the the time you've been running the label? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, there's obviously like the, the ins and outs of like, uh, you know, how all this shit gets put together, like what right. it takes to get a release done. Um, big ups, Louis Arson and uh, Jake Kill the Noise for all the groundwork they did with the label. 
which is still has lasting effects today. And I'm like still learning from, from how they moved and how but they they're stuff. not, they're not part of the label anymore. Right. Yeah. Oh. So I, I think, uh, I think Jake left a while ago and then Louis, uh, stopped working there a while ago as well. So like the label was pretty much dormant for the last few years. So when I came back on the, the whole goal was just to, like revitalize everything. Crazy has a bunch of music. He was getting done a whole lot of releases that were like, just kind of like sitting that we wanted to, to get across yeah. the finish line. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he moves like very diligently. Um, like he, he's, he works so fucking hard, obviously, like there's no way he'd be as dope as he is without that. Yeah. So like seeing, he has this like obsessive element to how he like everything, it has to be dope. And I've learned to be really open to feedback to like, sending him routines and like trusting his gut reaction. I'm like, this is dope. This isn't cool. Um, same thing with like, when it comes to signing records too, like we get a, a bunch of demos and from the beginning, he had a very, very specific vision for the sound that he wanted and the stuff that he wanted to sign. Yeah. And we were getting demos and I was like, you know, I'm hype and I'm excited. And I'm like, yo, like this is a banger. This is a banger. And he's like, mm not dope enough, not like forward thinking enough. This isn't the vibe. This isn't the vibe. And even stuff that like, I had to like double take on. I'm like, yo, like this could be a big record. And then I'm like, trust the taste. Like that is why he is who he is. Like he has the, the X factor. Um, so yeah, just, just trusting his taste and his vision and learning how to like have that relationship and, and know when to like fight for things that I think, are gonna work and then also knowing when to like lean back a little bit and understand like why his taste is as as dope as it is yeah right he has very specific taste and opinions um but he's super dope like you said you got to trust it and it's his label um so i think he probably has a certain vision for what it is well speaking of that what what are some of the stuff you guys have coming out what releases do you have slated or just came out yeah, so uh, we had, of course, I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. We had a, a really dope one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crazen Binks did one called "Bring the Power Back." That one is dope. You know, the whole aesthetic of it is, you know, uh, you know, bring the power back to the streets. Yeah, um, yeah, that that one was really dope. Uh, I'm really digging all the Methemano releases, um, Sexo Sucio, which came out with Ma Less a little while ago. Yeah. That's like probably one of my favorite records of the year so far. Yeah, uh, their next shot. one coming out, Puteria, yeah. that one's going to be super, super ill. Uh, I'm still like really hyped off of uh, DJ Ride's project, which came out as the first record that uh, I saw like through all the way. Yeah. Um, that one was like, super super ill i think this this whole like project has like really grown my taste and like my understanding of stuff so yeah man I, i'm i love them all they're all my kids i love them all <laughs> equally <laughs> that's dope wait is the ride one the drum and bass uh stuff or no i don't think i uh yes yeah, so i like, gotta go through all the so, promos sorry <laughs> yeah you're, you're good uh move fast was the one that was like my favorite off that one's like the from in Basie jungly one. So I'm, I'm right. I'm crazy gonna be like, you don't know the terminology. I, yeah, I'm stuck with all the. I, I suck with like you knowing. Well, I heard Craze did a remix of. One. I thought it was a. Did he do a remix of the ride song or was it something else? Oh, they had they had a tune together called. Uh, or that's him and John Casey. All they want to do. Uh, him and and Ride had one at the beginning of the year. 
I think I'm tripping. I'm blurring it all together. But I heard him put out a remix recently that was. Uh, oh yeah, it wasn't on Slow Rose. They did just do a remix together. Uh, okay, that's what it was. It wasn't was. on Slow Rose, but that one was dope too. Oh, and my tune. That's my. Well, that's what I was gonna favorite. say. Don't you have something? Uh, <laughs> did you did you put something out yourself um, on Slow Roast, right? Yeah, so uh, it was my first like legit legit release. Uh, it's me and Black Am, who's uh, a homie of mine, who's actually also from Indianapolis. He's oh. uh, part of he's part of Nightmares Camp, and he was touring with him on uh, the most recent Good Vibrations tour. Obviously, before all this shit happened, but yeah, yeah. that was like my first official label release uh, that came out May first or May fifth. Yeah. Nice, congrats. Thank you, thank you. What style is it? Kind of like beat world or like what was it a uh... house um so oh, house. I, i'm like sorry yeah i'm making like <laughs> tons and tons of house stuff which is like i think it was the first house release on Sleros in like a minute a minute um which is dope because i was like yo i'm totally not making any of this beat stuff like i'm nowhere near as good of a producer or an engineer as like the guys that are making this like really forward-thinking stuff but i'm like i've been making tons and tons of house music like i've kind of found that as my lane for now yeah um so yeah, it's like a spooky kind of like bass house, uh, some like techie elements. Uh, yeah, it's the hottest shit. <laughs> it's the hottest track ever. Dope. I'm I'm gonna peep it right after this for sure. Sorry, Thanks, I didn't man. listen before the show, but um, all good, all good. Yeah, I know. I got it in my inbox. Um, dope. I can't wait to hear. Um, and Thanks. so as far as that, like, I think you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but being locked in our houses for the past couple months has given DJs some time to really think about what they're spending their time on and what they want to spend their time on in the future. How do you see your, has that changed for you at all? How do you see your future as a club DJ versus an artist? Is there any difference or how are you feeling right now? Yeah. So, um, there's a couple parts to that. I, I think like you're right, obviously, you know, with all this time in our hands, and all the frustration that's come with not having any work and really having no idea of like when stuff's going to go back to normal or club's going to open next week or right in my opinion I, I i try not to be a pessimist i try to have like a positive outlook but i think the reality is that we're going to be stuck here for quite some time even if you know the quarantine element goes away and we can like go out and do stuff like clubs and bars are the last thing like dead dead last on the list of stuff that's going to come yeah. out which which sucks um so i've had like um kind of i don't want like come to come to moses moment in a sense <laughs> of like what am i going to do for for the rest of this time and like what am i going to do until this stuff starts to come back yeah. um I, I i don't think that like i don't think club djing as we knew it and as we saw it is gonna be back for a minute and like we gotta work so personally um i'm kind of wanting to like pick up something that leans a little bit more into like my college degree like i i, I got a degree on business for like marketing and sales and i've done like some internships with like pharma and this other stuff so i kind of want to like lean into that when it comes to like how i'm making my money like as much as I love all this, like we got to find that balance. And like, I was to be candid, like I was right at that point. Like I, I took the leap. I left indie. Like I left all those gigs behind. I had like just started to financially, everything was like starting to make sense. And like everything was cool. And then when this hit, I was like, yo, like I gotta, I gotta lean in 
kind of do the smart thing and like make sure that my money's right, make sure that I'm like set when it comes to like fucking rent and having a solid standard of living in like the most expensive fucking place in, in this part of the country. Yeah. Um, so with that also, like, I don't, I don't really, I miss, I don't really miss the clubs as much as I thought I would. Like I miss the gigs that I could really have fun with. Um, I miss edge. Like I, I did my first gig there. The, it was my last gig I did before all this shit hit the fan. And I had so much fun. I was like, this is dope. Like I, the fact that I'm getting booked to come and do me, that is super cool to me. Yeah. Um, and I think i found like, I wasn't really getting a lot of fulfillment from the stuff that it was like paying the bills, which in, in a way is like kind of spoiled, right? Like at the end of the day, like getting to DJ and like getting paid to play music, like it's pretty fucking, it's pretty dope. But I'm like, man, like for a lot of what the rat race is and how cutthroat a lot of this has become like at that tier, I think I'd rather like make my money somewhere a little more traditionally and like have that, but then be able to focus in on like the production side of things and like really crafting my vibe, like as an artist, that's not the like, that's not to take anything away from the club DJs. Like club DJing is an art. Club DJing is a skill too, um, which I'm think I'm pretty good at too. But I'm like, man, right. like the the vibe of those rooms like isn't isn't really like doing it for me right now. So yeah, I'm young. I have time to like do other stuff. I'd rather focus on like growing slow roast, doing my own thing, like mastering DJing from a technical side, really like mastering the production stuff as well, like. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Yeah, the production stuff really can have uh, more of longevity, you know, or, or another skill yeah. that you could bring to the table to then advance your DJing after that. You know, it's definitely worth working on. Um, and then, yeah. you know, we'll see where this live stream thing goes. You know, if it really catches on and turns into some place that people could make a little bit of, you know, an income from, I yeah. guess and it's worth their time. Or if it's just a good way for DJs to get known and get gigs when we're back out there. Um, I know that sure. like, like we said earlier, a lot of DJs are live streaming on every platform and Instagram was obviously the spot right away when, when we, um, when this popped off, but it seems like everybody's moving. Wah, over. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's moving over to Twitch um i can't try on <laughs> are you guys have been do slow roast has been doing um a twitch live stream right yeah we've been doing slow roast sundays every sunday at nine o'clock uh it's me and craze we've been having guests on uh we just had we just have on we had dj ride that was super ill we have spy tech this weekend uh oh, we dope. have some other guests coming up we're gonna have john casey on there um yeah it, it's, it's been a fun way to like stay on my toes because like i got on there for the first time and i was like oh my god i have not played i have not like done a proper like set in like two months i, like, I was struggling i'm like i'm in my bedroom like or, or my studio right like, i know i know i know how you feel. yeah it's hard you jump on plus everyone's staring at you it's like having a huge crowd right at you so if you're not if you're prepared so it's super fun or if you're like you got your crate set up but if you're just like jumping on because the first time i did it too i was like Yo, I haven't DJed in a little bit. Like, I'm sitting here going through all my shit. Like, I'm not, I need to get, you know, more set up before next time I go on. Yeah, it's been keeping me on my toes. And like, every time, like, all, there's obviously a million technical things that happen. Like, so Crazy's been doing his every Wednesday at nine o'clock. Okay. And every day, like, 
we get everything figured out like the weekend before. And then Tuesday, we're like, you know, let's add some, some new shit. Like, all right, cool, cool. Like, this is going to be sick. And yeah. then Wednesday at like 8.45, he's like, oh, my God, everything just crashed. Like, everything is gone. Like, the <laughs> pictures course. aren't working. Uh, like, yesterday, like, we ins- we figured out how to do, like, the alerts and stuff where, like, you know, you- people follow you and all that. And they were working fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it started just, like, every time one went off, it killed the audio and everything. Oh so he's God. like nine o'clock or nine oh five he starts off somebody follows him you know the hey guys comes on and it, it like the audio is dead and i'm like yo like i'm calling him like yo pick up there's no audio everybody's in the chat like <laughs> this has been a whole we're all like obs live stream home tv network engineers now this is yo, <laughs> i never it's thought it's crazy what are you guys using um as for the live stream like let's say for to have the fo- someone followed you or subscribed and the thing pops up are you using stream labs yeah, we're using the alert box in Streamlabs, but if anybody, if you know, or if anybody in here knows, listening, like why it's killing our audio, please let us know. Because so, every time something goes off now, it just mutes everything else. Oh, crazy. And so what, you're broadcasting from OBS, but then using elements from Streamlabs? Yeah, so we're using like the OG OBS, the, like the black right. and white logo. Yeah. Um, we're using that and then you just add the alert box as a browser source and you just copy and paste the link and then it just triggers it for you. Oh, okay. So you don't have to stream it through Streamlabs. No, we use OBS because we're using our iPhones as the cameras. Like we don't have, um, right. You're getting the word, the the video box or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Capture cards. So we're literally just using our iPhones and using the OBS like iPhone camera app. Yeah. Same. I love it. Yeah. It uh, works perfectly fine. But it doesn't work yeah, in Streamlabs. Streamlabs. Yeah, exactly. So that's why we're using, we, we haven't switched over. Even though like Streamlabs looks kind of sleeker, but we're like, yo, we got it to work. Like, let's just, let's just fucking leave it and, I know. and let it do its thing. I know. It's been like, I, I've learned a lot, but I still am trying to figure out what the best thing to, I see people using Stream Elements, Streamlabs. Oh, I've been doing just straight OBS also, but there's so much stuff I want to yeah. use from Streamlabs. So I'm trying to figure out how to combine them and all that stuff. Yeah. I think like there's a, there's a certain point where there's like, we spent so much time like learning this. I'm like, yo, the whole point is so that we can like DJ through this platform, yeah. which I think is why people were so, obviously there's like such a lower barrier to entry with Instagram live sends all the, uh, the copyright yeah. stuff. And it was like, you plug in, you go good. And you can DJ right. myself. Like for every hour I spent learning OBS, like could have worked on a track, like could have written a routine, could have practiced. And now I'm like, you know what? Like comes a point where like it's good enough add some shit 80 20 rule right like you did the 80 yeah. percent of the work to get it there i'll sprinkle in the extra stuff over the last you know over the next couple of weeks or, or months yeah and you can yeah, learn like as OBS you go. up to here that's how i feel too yeah, I'm, exactly. like, I'm done with this shit i just want to go and start streaming and all that <laughs> yeah yep 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 um so you are heavy in the battle scene we sort of went over it a little bit but not really like um i know that starting off like we said, you went to college in, in uh, Indiana and um, you were in the battle scene there and then went on to the Goldie Awards and um, and three style. But can you start us off uh, telling us about the college battles and then Goldie Awards and three style? Yeah. So um, 
when I was in college, there was this uh, battle called Campus DJ that was going on. It was like the the company that that runs it. They're called Campus Live. Yeah. They were doing like battle of the band stuff, and uh-huh. then like bands obviously fizzled out, and so they switched over to doing DJ battles. So that was a dope experience. They um, they had a couple runs before us, and there was like some good. There was like I think it was like twenty five hundred bucks and twenty five hundred to charity that was like on the line for the nationals. They had all these cool sponsors like Chipotle. Like if you won, you got a year's supply of Chipotle. Wow. Um, they did a good job with it. Yeah, like for for a college battle, like we we did one that was in St. Louis as like the kickoff one. Then we went to New York, which was for like the East Coast semifinals. And there was kids from like New York and Florida that were there. And they did that like on a, like one of the boats that goes out on the river and they have like all set up. Uh, and then the finals were in, uh, not Portland, uh, Eugene, Oregon. Um, so I did that with Nico Flores. We did it as a team. And yeah, we won. And that was like a crazy introduction to it. I think it was the last year that they did it. So like after that one, it was like, yeah, like we're the, the reigning campus DJ yeah. <laughs> champions. But, that's but yeah, tight. That, that, that's where it started off. Dope. And then um, you entered Atrax's um, battle, the Goldie Awards in 2018, and uh, you were victorious. <laughs> almost, almost, almost. I mean, I, I got in, which was like the biggest win of it all. Um, yeah. I think it was Uto that won that year and Brandon Duke got second place and Buck Rogers actually won the beat battle side of that. So yeah. Yeah. He killed yeah, it. That, yeah. He you were, you were that. victorious in the sense that you got up to the very end and got yeah, the show. Yeah, exactly. And I think you got to really make, make an imprint though on people of who you were as a DJ for people that did not know and hadn't heard of you before, you know? Yeah. I think I, I definitely look at that as like the first step into like that spotlight or like that tier um just like getting recognized and like i think that that routine to this day is like my favorite routine i've ever written like the video came out so dope like i I still run that back sometimes and i'm like god damn it like (laughs) i killed that shit dope yeah that's that's Um, a way to look at it and then it it led you to three style the next year which i think also people that were watching you and rooting for you um we're hyped off that last set. Like, okay, what's he going to do now? Let's go 2019. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, um, I look back on like, I look back at my Goldies one and, and I definitely feel like I technically wasn't any, like I, I, I was definitely, I've come a long way since then. Like it's one of those where you, you watch back old shit and you kind of cringe. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, I can't believe I thought that was dope. For, I'm, I'm still really proud of it because I put like my everything into those five minutes. Like, as soon as I found out that I got in, um, I, I stopped going to class. I emailed my professors and I was like, look, I'm MIA for the next two months. I will show up once a week to check in. Like, I'm just telling you how, like, this is the most important thing that's ever happened to me in my life ever. So I'm going to email you my homework. If you're cool with it, sweet. If you're not cool with it, guess I'm retaking your class. And wow. I mean, with it, like, Dedication. I, was, I was able to be like, yeah. So I mean, like, I mean, dude, when I, I was like nonstop every day, just like, cause they don't really give you a ton of time for it. Like I, I know. I, everybody else can attest to that. You get like six weeks, seven weeks. Um, yeah. So I'm, I, I think that what was, and I, the same goes for all these other battles. I got the most out of it from the six weeks of prep that I did. 
like those five minutes up there are, I, I remember getting up there. I remember how nervous I was. I remember like running through it in my headphones and then like, it's all blank until like immediately after that, but crazy, all the practice but... and like the crazy obsessiveness and just like the nerves up until that moment, like that's the real, that's the real payoff. Yeah. That's so dope, yeah. dude. And you ended up, uh, and then in three style the next year, you ended up coming in second place, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Lazy Boy took that one, fucking bodied that. I'm not, yeah, I'm, of course. I, he really captured, like, there was such a moment when, I, I know it's like a cliche, like, he had his moment, but Lazy Boy, like, had that moment. He went first in that in that lineup, and I was, like, I was super, super hype off the routine that I wrote. I was in, like, Mike Tyson battle mode. Like I was, yeah. I was ready to, to fucking knock heads. And, um, he went and I knew, like, I knew that moment. Like, I, I think I texted somebody and I was like, yo, he won. Like, I, I'm going to pull my shit off and it's going to be the dopest routine after his. Cause he like, there was no, there, I just knew like, he yeah. killed it. um, but yeah, that, that was a, that was a really dope experience. And, getting to uh, share the stage with like that roster of, of really talented DJs, um, getting to be there, you know, at this competition that I've followed, like ever since I started DJing, that's, that was all a trip. And I mean, like I'm, I'm a competitive dude. So to be able to take home second place, I'm like, I may not have beat lazy boy, but I'll be there. No, <laughs> I beat that, everybody else. Yeah. So that's huge. That. All of that. It's, it's massive. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Dope. And, um, and, you also work for and work with do stuff for um, DJ City and Beat Source out in New York, right? Yep, yep. So what do yeah, you do yeah. so, for uh, them? So I uh, I actually met Quickie and Styles. I, no, I met Quickie. Uh, for those who don't know, he is uh, the big boss over at DJ City and Beat Source. He was at South by Southwest actually. So that's another person that I met there. Yes, yes. Um, I, uh, so for DJ city, I work as a, as a regional rep. I do everything from like up until now, uh, <laughs> put together different events, you know, help source different, you know, podcast mixes, video routines, uh, all that stuff. So whoever's listening, if you got some, some dope stuff, send it through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I do for them. I, I met Asher, another story of like, you know, having weird stuff that I trusted my gut on all come to fruition. I submitted my first bedroom session to Styles uh, six years ago. Oh, he wow. was like, "Eh, this is not that good. Like, keep trying, kid. Like, you know, send us more videos, but like, not this time." And I was, I was crushed. I was like, "Yo, I thought this was the cool. I was like, I'm gonna be famous. I'm gonna be on DJ City. Like, I wrote the dopest routine." And he was like, "Eh, maybe next time." Wow. Uh, and then. Every time I was in LA for something, uh, which I, I don't know, I just ended up in LA a whole bunch. Every time I was there, I was like blowing up styles. Like, yo, can I come by the office? I just want to talk. Like, blowing him up. Like, being that super annoying kid. It's just like, yo, 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 let's see yeah. the office. Like, I had, I had no business being there. Like, I was <laughs> just wanted to go and hang out. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, just by being persistent, like, I built a relationship with him and, you know, started making doper and doper stuff and, you know, starting to build a name for myself. And then, um, yeah, like I, I started to have like a, a decent reputation, you know, in Indianapolis, like the Midwest and I met Quickie and they're like, yo, like you can start putting together events for us and stuff, uh, being like a regional rep for us in the Midwest. So I did that for a few years 
And then when I moved out here for my agency job, um, I, I basically carried all that over and put together events out here and keep doing the same thing that I was doing. That's dope. Beat Source family. Um, Beat Sorcerers. Beat Sorcerers <laughs> all out here. And now we launch in that link. Everyone go check that. Um, <laughs> um, dope, man. Well, um, yo, I... Oh, some other stuff I wanted to talk about was... Um, sure. You know, just some of this these crazy sets we've been seeing like on Twitch and stuff. Just over this week, I saw... Um, you know, people have been getting very creative. I mean, I saw people using the green screens. Pretty amazing. This guy, Marco Penta, he did that like he was in the back of a box truck and they were driving through New York City. But it looked like he was oh, DJing yeah, in the was back. <laughs> and then he was on, in Huntington yeah, yeah. Beach on a thing. And, and then I saw DJ Sour Milk DJ for 24 hours straight from 10 p.m. to 10 p.m on uh instagram he did it this week Uh, i was like yo you're nuts so shout to him that was crazy he didn't get kicked off no i don't think so 10 hours he didn't get booted 24 hours he did it was crazy and he posted each one up after i don't know me he might have gotten pulled down a couple of the times but no it's crazy how different it is for some people getting kicked off versus others but no, he did 24 yeah. hours. And then even last night, um, DJ Franzen has been on Twitch for like two weeks now. And he's a big DJ from Vegas and uh, the Bay Area. And he, I think he does 8 p.m. every night. And I went on last Yo. night and he was on at 8. And then I got up this morning and I was like going through some stuff. He was still on. I'm like, yo, it's 10 a.m. Like I looked later, it was 10 a.m. I'm like, he's still on. I don't know. I think they went, they must have gone, I don't know, past noon, like definite over 12, 14 hour set. I'm like, yo, this is just, people are taking it to the extreme at this point. Yeah. So I don't know if you're planning on doing any crazy long sets, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can handle that. Early on when we were like trying to get the affiliate stuff, because you have to hit like a certain number of hours and we're like, yo, can we just go, can I just like go and cook? food and go and run it out the clock real quick I think so, like, yeah. i'm gonna do three hours tonight because we got to hit that time limit so oh that's yeah funny. but not nah, I, I can't do the marathon set i like i used to like when i was in the clubs early indianapolis is 10 to 3 some of the places are 9 until 3 so right. i used to do like the five six hour marathon sets and i know a lot of guys still do and then ever since then i'm, I'm cool yeah three Three hours. I'm already like. I don't know why on Instagram, it, four hours seems so much longer on DJing online than in a a, a place. I don't know why. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I never, I, I've never mixed that long at home in the studio. I'm never like at home like I'm gonna do a six hour mix. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything for the next six hours. I'm just gonna DJ non fucking stop. Like, I know people have been yeah. doing that, but. It's yeah, it's been crazy. Um, yeah. and then also the, um, I've seen you tweet You're, you're an active, uh, Twitter user out there. If people aren't following you, they should You, <laughs> you write a lot of funny shit on there. I saw you talking about, uh, that there's an actual UK version of Russ, Russ, the singer rapper from America that like, there's another Russ that he has beef with. What is that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I watched a video today. There's this like, I, I'm a big YouTube watcher and uh, there's this guy Traplore Ross. He's this British dude with like rainbow dyed hair that just like 
makes these really they're really well produced like 30 minute videos about like rap beefs and all this stuff he's like the the geeky like uh dj academics it's, it's super funny but he made a video like why does everybody hate russ and i was like i kind of don't like russ but i wonder why so in that <laughs> video apparently there's a russ in the uk who is like a drill rapper who's like also super hated for some reason and uh he like all his music got taken down because american russ like put a copyright claim in and so now like most hated British Russ and like American Russ have beef over who can use the name Russ. But yeah, wow. I, I'm, I'm new to the Twitter shit. Like I, I try to get off Facebook because my Facebook has just become like, yeah, atrocious. Like can't, but on Twitter, like I started just talking all this shit that I think about and like means that I like and all these routines that I don't like and all this other shit and people, people seem to enjoy it. So, I love yeah, it. Yeah, go go follow your Keep boy. Keep it going. Just the <laughs> fact that you you tried to say what the plural of Russ was, and you said it was Russ eye, like cacti. I think it was pretty good. <laughs> if you got two Russes in a room, do you call it Russ eye or Russes? <laughs> Russes sisses. Russes sisses. <laughs> and I see you've been implementing the DJ XL method that we had. We had DJ XL on the 20 podcast and he went over a whole music organization method. I see you've been implementing that and doing one letter of the alphabet a day on your library, purging it. Yeah, yeah. Big ups to uh, big. He, we were actually supposed to, we've been like playing like, like yo, I have some questions for you. And then yeah. like, I've been getting busy. Hit me up right before we started shooting this. Um, yeah, his method is super dope um lazy boy put me on who i'm forgetting the name now but like another guy's organization method real similar in terms of like tagging stuff um yeah my library is a complete mess i'm like starting i'm using quarantine as of like a week ago to start cleaning all of it out i'm gonna do um, the same. switch to a new computer so i'm like i transferred everything over did it i was like this is such a shame like i'm wasting all this space there's all I this know. crap yeah so i'm going through letter by letter and like deleting all this like old dubstep and like melbourne bounce and like stuff that i was listening to school that just has like no place anywhere and i'm on i just got through g it's pretty good that is pretty good make it, make i know it i saw you i saw you uh tweeting about a song by Getter and then a song by uh, Jensen Johns or whatever. And I'm like, oh, he's definitely on G in his library. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I, I'm, when I have shit that's like public, I feel accountable. Like if I was doing this on my own, like to a certain extent, I, 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 by having, right. you know, I have a thread running where every time I finish yeah. a letter, I tweet it. Like as, as dumb as that is, somebody looks at their phone and is like, what the fuck does he mean? Like, yeah, fuck. whatever. But to I me, I'm it. like, they know, they know that I'm, I'm sticking yes. to my commitment. The real ones <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. The real Matsu followers know. <laughs> <laughs> true, All true. right, double. Yo, I asked uh, the internet. Have you ever heard of the internet? I asked the internet as a whole um, to if they had any questions for you, and I got some responses. So are you ready to field those cool. questions? I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. All right. We got number one. I think this was off Twitter. It's from Vishnu. Vishnu... Vide, I don't know how you say his name, but shout to you. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, he had two questions. Um, he said, do you think 
DJs and producers that build a fan base via streaming will be able to translate that relevance to industry slash larger gigs. Um, that yeah, is an interesting yeah, question. I, that, that is a good question. I, I think that there's guys who are really banking on that and who are like, uh, like Flipside, for example, I, I asked him about it. I, I, I asked, um, we have like that WhatsApp chat with all the people oh, yeah. on Twitch for DJ City. And I was like, hey, like, I know this is cool and like I know that people are using this as an outlet, but what's the actual like people are spending real money getting these like capture cards and these setups like I like I was not hiding $30 for an app and then some of my homies are like I just spent a thousand dollars video capture machine. Yeah, exactly. I'm like so tend and I think a lot of people have the mentality of if I can build a following on this platform, it's no different than building a big following on Instagram or big following on Facebook and all this other stuff. That's been a big part of like artists career paths or career, like whatever you want to call it, they're their tool belt for the last few years. So yeah, I mean, if it's, if it works for you and what you're doing and you have fun doing it, like by all means, I think for me personally, like it's not really, I'm not having it. I don't say I'm not having fun doing it, but it's not like my thing. Like some people are really into live stream stuff. And because I wasn't really a consumer of that, like medium, it never really, it hasn't like, I'm not like hype, hype, hype every time I do it. Um, so yeah, if you're excited off it and you're going to make some cool stuff and you want to build it by all means, it could be, could lead to something. Right. I wonder if it will lead to gigs and and I wonder what the end goal is for a lot of the stuff because I see a lot of DJs being drawn to Twitch um, for the fact that they don't cut your streams, but also because it's built in the way people can support you through the subscriptions, the ads, the donations and tips and all that stuff. But I wonder yeah. like how much of an income will that really be? Will it replace anything will it just be a nice little added bonus for djs you know or i just wonder what uh you know or will corporate gigs come through and you get a corporate gig that will pay you way more than just working on twitch for a few months you know or if you get as big as the gamers will twitch shut us down you know because sure if a dj makes 500 bucks or a thousand bucks in a month off twitch that's dope but some of the gamers are in the tens of hundreds of thousands you know a month off twitch and i think we're still technically doing something illegal by broadcasting the song so and they're not yeah, yeah. you know so i wonder if we get to that level is there going to be a backlash or being shut down or or is this the beginning of a whole new way that that djs can to make can make money off online and build their following so that's why i think it is an interesting question yeah no it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes yeah. Maybe there's guys to really find their lane and they're like uh, the legal start legal part is you're going to have to, we're going to have that like recommend soon, yeah. but there's going to be guys who build a following and that becomes how they make money. And like, uh, I, I remember crazy was saying like, if I can, if it gets to a point where once a month I do this instead of going to do a travel gig and like the money's the same, like, sure. Why not? Like, right. And, and I get that. So and who knows? I think it'll be a balance. Like, and I think right now, because everybody's won that train, yeah, uh, this is going to settle. Like gigs are going, gigs will hopefully come back. Some guys are going to be like, "All right, I'm done streaming. I'm going to go back." And do my yeah, people are going to be like, "I'm going to do one a month," and then some people are like, "Yo, I'm making the same money now that I was. If I play a gig again and I only live stream, 
I'm cool with it. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, that sounds good to me. <laughs> just get to chill at home and just pick and choose which gigs you want to do. Because I mean, even Z Trip, yeah. I, I watched Z Trip stream last night. I mean, he's been putting in so much work. You can tell it's really, really good. But he's been Big building a, a, a huge audience on there. You know, who knows? Maybe it could be a a virtual audience that he can, um, you know, work with and be able to support himself with that, that would be super dope. And you see other people cascade yeah. all these people on there doing it. So, all right, well, uh, let's see. Oh, there was another part to the question. He said, do you foresee any, any large, Oh wait, do you foresee any large changes in sounds and beats that will be put out post COVID since it appears everyone is on a hustle at the moment in their DAW? Um, mm. kind of, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, we'll see right like great periods like this throughout history like have always had like a resurgence of art after the fact because everybody contained everybody's frustrated like there's all these emotions like I've, i'm in front of my computer more than i ever have ever been yeah. Uh, so yeah hopefully people make some dope shit i yeah. think that people are wanting to hear something different too like not being in the clubs these festivals aren't happening people are listening to new stuff people are hearing new stuff artists feel more comfortable doing them um yeah. so yeah hopefully people make some cool things I'll, I'll hope for the best i'll say yes i'll i'll, I'll wish that into existence <laughs> yes manifest it um all right let's see someone else um daddy dodgers aka at jcu3 um he said what is your creativity process how do you come up with ideas how do you practice what do you practice um good question um, on the routine tip, uh, in terms of, I try to find cool elements that I like. I'll use my, my Goldies from 2018 as an example. Um, I really liked the synths at the beginning of, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce's Ape Shit. And that's like the fundamental piece of like the whole routine. So I played around with those and was just kind of like making patterns with those synths. I liked how they sounded. And I wrote that in like June. And then I kept revisiting that and like adding pieces to it. Um, so the process is like finding something cool that I like or that I want to flip or like a little pattern, like a juggle that sticks out to me. Um, but experimentation and just like randomly doing shit until something cool sounds good. And then stepping away from it, maybe showing it to some people now that I have like crazes a bouncing board, like that either deads ideas instantly or like, I'm like, all right, yeah, I am onto something. Like I'll send him something. And if he's like, mm, that's whack. It's like, yep, you're right. I'm gonna leave that. But then if he's like, yo, like you need to finish this. That's dope. Then like that, that gives me the push to like, keep trying new things. Yeah. How do I practice? Uh, I'm, I'm really bad at having, unless I'm in like battle mode, my practice, it sucks. Like I know some people are like, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to get my trips right. Um, to my like, and I'm not very methodical with how I practice. I just like do shit. Some days I feel like cutting. Some days I feel like doing a mix. Some days I feel like writing a routine. Just whatever feels natural to me. Because if I'm having fun, I'll, I'll spend more time doing it. Yeah. And forcing myself to do, I will, I'll stop. Um, when I was like learning to cut properly, because by the same token, like I didn't learn how to chirp for like three years. I was just like slamming my hand on the fader and, and doing stuff wrong. When yeah. I like learned how to, stuff right then there's that like forced repetition of like i'm gonna do it until i get it right, right. same thing with routines like when i was practicing for red bull 
like the first month was like writing ideas. The second month was like getting everything down, making the Ableton edits, all that stuff. And then the third month was like every single day, hours on end, just repeat, repeat, repeat. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the flow. Dope. Um, all right. It's Valen G uh, says, <laughs> uh, what was your first experience <laughs> with Cuban Coladas? <laughs> Kind of story <laughs> that, that, that's the homie that that's uh yeah so that's that's my good friend uh valen who i actually met through uh campus dj we met nico and i met him when we battled with him in new york for the campus dj thing because he won for florida and uh like we've become really good friends ever since he we like brought him up to indianapolis to play some gigs like we went down to miami i, I always stay at his house when i go down there we all hang out uh but i i had never i love co- i'm a big coffee guy and uh he like took us to this like hole in the wall cuban spot next to like i, I don't even i think it was hialeah i'm probably pronouncing that wrong or but uh this like coffee that's have you ever had it before it's like craziest coffee in the world where they yeah. give you one shot of espresso yeah for like four people and then you pour like the thimble size like cup dude that's i was like the strongest bugging. like thing. i was <laughs> yeah yeah i was like i was like sweating and itching and all that stuff but to this day, like that's my favorite coffee. Like every time I go to Miami, I'm like pre-club colada shot. Here we go. I'm gonna be up until six a.m. So yeah, yeah like, this is like Breaking up, Bad, pal? Breaking Bad type coffee. <laughs> it's like meth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, dope. It's Domino wrote in. He always has good questions. He had two of them. He said, um, "What is important to you when producing tracks?" Mm. Uh, also, what up, Dom? That, that's that's the homie. Um, yeah, I. What's important to me? Um, this is gonna be really, really cliche, but having fun. Um, and that's not like in like the stupid like if you're having fun, like everything's cool. It's like if you're having fun, then the record's good. Like you're making something that you're vibing with. Like the whole point of the record is to like have fun or feel something. So if you're like feeling something, if you're writing something that you're having fun with, as most times in dance music, I feel like it's kind of the vibe in one way or another. Um, then yeah, you're, you're probably going to make something dope. Like when I'm just like five and having a good time, then, then I'll write something dope when I'm like really forcing something or just like rewriting shit over and over again. Like I'll probably never finish it and it probably sounds bad. So yeah, having, having fun while writing dope. at that Zen flow state or whatever. Yeah, exactly. If, if you're, if you're, if you're having fun doing whatever you're doing, it's going to show through and I think you're going to have a better, product or you know whatever performance um yeah for sure for sure all right let's see there was oh he had two but I'm, i'll end off on his other one let's see um and then one other person wrote uh bow valley dj this one i'm not sure i understand it but maybe you he said pioneer dj and record box six subscription debate for dvs not sure if it affects youtube but it did for me the box is moving forward and it's leaving behind me behind many others too is he saying that Record box six is moving to a subscription model and leaving him behind, maybe? I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Actually, I'm not super familiar with Record Box. Like I I've know. learned it. I'm not either. Um for for Beat Source. Um while it's like the primary platform for it until it Right. I just am learning it. Yeah, I got the tutorial. It looks super dope the way Beat Source Link works with it and all that, but um, I'm not right, right. an expert on Record Box, so I don't know if I could speak to that. Yeah, same. I'm a Serato guy through yeah. and through. 
<laughs> what up all the Serato family? What up, Serato I'm, family? Dude, I'm, I'm never going to switch. Serato is, Serato is the wave. Serato <laughs> is the place to be. And then we cut this video to 12 months later, and you're like, record box. I love it. I just switched over. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Um, okay, here's the. Let's end on this question, okay? Because this could have a lot of answers, man. Um, sure, dope, it's, sure. Dope, it's Domino. He says, What do you think happens on the other side of black holes? <laughs> that's a big one we're gonna Um, end off with some albert einstein questions here we have the other side of the other side of black holes on the other side of black holes. everybody only posts routines that they really really think are raising the bar there's no generic routines on instagram that's the only thing i know about the other side of the black hole we got to make it through the time continuum you know It's actually part of Einstein's theory of relativity. He was like, no mediocre shit can exist in other dimension. Follow me on Twitter for other other hot takes. <laughs> I know. Well, that could be true with what you're saying because I feel like the news is just like testing things out because yesterday or the day before, it's like, there's been a discovery of a parallel universe that where time runs backwards. I'm like, you're really going to make that a headline? Like, what are you... What's going on? <laughs> What's backing that up? They're throwing like, everything out. Every single yeah. month is like a new dice roll right. of Jumanji. Even if like, that was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> even if that was true, like, what are we even going to do with that information? Even the alien information, like, we got too much going on right now. Okay, we got the pandemic. I don't know if we can handle aliens and time going backwards and other parallel universes and <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Good question, Dom. Thanks. Yeah. Dom's always got the funny ones. <laughs> Dom definitely ate an edible right before that question. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yo, we really appreciate you having you having you on here. You've like told us so much, given us so much insight. Um, is there any advice you have for up and coming DJs or just anything you want to say to everybody out there um, before we get out of here? Yeah, sure. Um, at the beginning of this, you talked about like, I, I, in a lot of ways, like I, I don't want to call myself like face of a generation or anything like that. I'm, I'm not that conceited, but I feel like I represent for a lot of the other, you know, other people in my, like my freshman class, if you will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it was like, I really hope that people keep raising the bar and like staying true to what they think is dope. Um, I think like a lot of the problems with, social media and blah 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 is like people are doing shit that they think will get a response um for this getting the response like we're all guilty of doing it before too like we sit and pick through like which picture we think is going to get the most likes or like you know when they think about you know how is the club going to react to this you know if i put this up but i think you can't like lean into that because then you lose sight of like why you're doing something to begin with like we talked about earlier with like what do you chase um, there's a lot of guys from like my generation, big ups, Nico Flores, Shane Canfield, um, you know, other, there's a lot of dudes who are like really trying to put on domino too, uh, for like our generation dope as dwells. Um, but the, the stuff that like shines through is when they do stuff that's authentic to them. Um, and that's just like dope. And for the sake of raising the bar, like all of our heroes, all the people that have paved the way have always found a way to do better than before. 
Because um, if you don't do better, then this shit gets stale. And if this shit gets stale, then it dies. So for all the new kids coming up, like, do what you think is dope. Get, like, practice your ass off. Like, live and breathe this shit. Make stuff that raises the bar. If you're doing this for the sake of, like, getting the Instagram likes, or if you're just doing it because you think people will get hype off of, like, this tone player, this easy word player or something, like, in my opinion, that's the wrong way to be doing it. Do shit that pushes the culture forward. Otherwise, find something else to go fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that was, my ending that was, note. That was well said. I like that. Dope, dope. Yeah. Yo, well, thank you for for being on. Where can everybody find you, as well as the slow roast uh, stream and live streams and everything you got going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, at Matsu Su on Instagram. Uh, Matsu Music on Twitter. I got to get Matsu. I bet there's some dude in Japan who's got it. I'm fighting for it. <laughs> um, yeah, Matsu, Matsu Music on, 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 on Twitter. All my links are like built into that. Slow Roast Rex on everything. Slow Roast Records on Twitch. Okay. Um, but yeah, all the links are there. Matsu, Slow Roast Rex. Okay, dope. And, and the Slow Roast stream is... Ev- I know Craze does Wednesdays and you guys both do... What is it? Thursdays? I don't know. Sundays. Wednesdays Sundays. and Sundays, 9 o'clock for him, 9 o'clock for both of them. Yep. Dope. All right, yo. Thank you for coming on. Everybody go check out Matsu. We really appreciate that he came on and dropped those gems on us. Um, we will talk Thanks, to man. you soon. Yeah, the 20 podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. All right, peace, Matsu. See you soon. Peace. Later. Here's a little bonus story that we forgot to tell during the actual recording of the podcast about when Matsu came to L.A., met up with me, and we went to the Beat Junkies studio, and uh, check it out from here. Yo, so like I was saying, we met at South by Southwest, and we had scratch sessions and all that, and then on your trip to L.A., you hit me, and you were like, yo, I'm coming out there, we should meet up. And you ended up coming through to my studio. We had a little scratch session. And then you're like, hey, I'm headed over to the Beat Junkies Institute of Sound, which uh, is an amazing DJ school in Los Angeles. And I had been meaning to go there as well to have a scratch session. And um, you were like, yeah, I have an appointment for the open house, right? Uh, um, yeah, it was like an open turntable session. Like, I was super hyped about going up there. And I, was, I had been like, emailing uh like their front desk for like weeks like yo i want to come through yeah that was yeah i remember the funniest part of that on top of just like the dopeness of like going there but we had definitely partaken in some some festivities prior hand we spent like <laughs> half an hour looking for parking yo it's and it so was, like, hard we're already... to park around there though <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was so like we were just looping the block constantly like, yo, can we fit into here? Like, I don't know. And then like half an hour, uh, I'm going to go in and ask them if we can park. So I come in and it's just bright as hell. And I'm, and Babs is standing there at the door and he's like, can I help you? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, dude, it's, it, he doesn't know who I am. Some random kid that's like definitely faded, like walking in. Hey, um, can I park around here? Or is there a place like, yeah, the street. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go figure that out. <laughs> yeah, coming back in and he was like, "Oh, Spider, what up?" And he was like, "Oh man, this fucking kid came with Spider." <laughs> yeah, man, good time. I, I came I there like, with the the, the annoying Parker kid. No, I know. And then also we go in and we're like, 
He's like, all right. I wasn't expecting Babu or whoever to be there. And they're like, all right, scratch session. I'm like, yo, I'm like rusty right now. We all get in the octagon, you know, whatever the, the I forget what it's called. They're big thing of all the turntables yeah, yeah, yeah. and a one is there who's super dope and babu and you're there and we're just going around a circle i'm like yo i gotta like get in the zone like scratch zone with these guys like and then babu's like yo yeah. mad props you weren't even afraid you just jumped right in i'm like i mean i don't know about the not afraid part but i did just jump right in <laughs> i don't think we had a choice man we were there i had already left the, you know he already knew i was the parking kid I had to set shit right. Yeah, you had to like <laughs> really prove that you were supposed to be there after the parking debacle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they got no lot. It's the last time I saw him. I'm just saying it's hard to yeah, park they, around they, they, there, they okay? <laughs> last time you saw him, what? <laughs> I saw him at um at Nam last and he was like, yo, what up? And he just like dabbed me up and I was like, we definitely forgot about that. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll see you online in the homeroom scratching. Yeah. <laughs> And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.